Hey, my silly gooses. Welcome back to another edition of the Midweek Breakdown presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. I am here to talk to you guys for about a good 10 to 15 minutes about any and everything in the world that has happened so far throughout this week. So I want to start with our first topic here, as this comes from Japan, as it would talk about two men who say they were sexually abused as teenagers by a Japanese entertainment mogul. The two men were interviewed Monday by a special team set up by the talent agency to look into the allegations. The men's name are Junya Hiromoto and Shimu Ishimoru, both former members of a boys dance and song group called Johnny's Juniors, said they still want an apology and compensation from Johnny and Associates. They haven't admitted anything, and they haven't apologized, Shimoto told reporters after the interviews. We desire a peaceful resolution. There is no point in taking the bloody, contentious route of fighting it out with hatred. The two are among about a dozen men who have alleged sexual abuse by the agency's founder, Johnny Kitagawa. They say they were abused at his Tokyo luxury mansion as well as other places such as his car and overseas hotels while performing as teenagers. Katagawa, who died in 2019, was never charged. Earlier this month, the UN Working Group on Business and Human Rights urged the Japanese government to take action on the abuse at Johnny and Associates, noting the victims numbered at least several hundred and accusing Japanese mainstream media of what is called a cover-up by staying silent. A full report is to be presented by the United Nations Human Rights Council next June. Uh, the separate team conducting the interviews Monday was set up by Johnny and Associates. It is to give its findings to the company later this month. Johnny and Associates have only commented in online statements in how it will respond to the team's findings remains to be seen. In response to a request for comment by the Associated Press, Johnny and Associates said all matters are being dealt with by the investigating team. The company has promised a statement on this investigation later this month. So, okay, cool. We have another, uh, I would say a Me Too situation going down in Japan. Or at least in this instance, it is a Me Too situation. If you got people within the hundreds of saying they were like abused by this former uh the agency founder i mean you gotta look into that and again i've said this before it's hard for men to say that they were abused it's hard it is extremely hard because i don't know how it is over there in japan with their uh masculinity bar but i know over here in north america it has it has taken a slide it down a little bit like men have been able to talk about certain things out in the public i think men have been able to talk about uh, they're mental at least more than they have previously, but you don't really hear men really talk about them being sexually abused because again, that is still a real sensitive topic for men to even bring up women. They bring up being sexually abused and it's still a hard thing for women, but you will hear a woman say they have either been looked at a certain type of way or either they've been sexually abused more than you will hear a man say that. So if men are saying they have been sexually abused, I think that people really do need to look into that. I think you need to look into anybody that says they've been sexually abused. But just in this case, right here, I think that you need to look into this case and see what really happened. Talk to these guys, get their stories, and I think they need to be compensated in some type of way and fashion. I think that they shouldn't have hold on to it for so long and 
whenever somebody does get abused, I feel that they need to speak out about it. But again, I have never been abused in any type of way, whether it be sexually or violently abused. So I don't know how it is for it to take a mental hold on someone. So I'm not going to condemn anybody to hold on to it. But I would think in a perfect world, which we're not living in, but in a perfect world, if you are abused at a time, you would want to express that to someone and that person either be on your side to say, hey, we need to go to the police or some people might go to vigilante route and do something of their own out of their own hands or even into their own hands to take care of that uh, issue for you. But in someone being abused in any certain form or fashion, I think that someone needs to speak out about it so people can know about it. I'm just sickened that the abuser or the alleged abuser, because again, none of this is uh, deemable in court yet. Um, he's dead. So there's no charges that could be filed against the man. So I would like to say this for future references and for future notes. If anybody right now that's being abused, please speak out about it. So criminal charges can be filed against your abuser. Because if that person is dead, there's nothing that you can do about that. The only thing that people can say is we want to give you our well wishes and everything else. But if you are being abused right now, whether it be physical abuse or sexually abuse, please tell someone that you care about and you know that cares about you. And hopefully they can get something done about it. But again, uh, these two guys coming out and being interviewed, I'm glad it's being done, but I'm not certain how much Johnny and Associates are going to be able to do about it because remember, that is still the agency that the founder created. So I'm not certain if that's going to be uh, taking into real high hopes or any type of situation going to be found about it. But we'll have to wait and see if uh, more information comes out about this. But yeah, men being sexually abused, you don't really hear about it that much, but I'm glad it actually did come out here in Japan, in which Japan is another country that you don't really hear a lot of things out of there. You only hear like the natural disasters and all that type of stuff, but any type of abuse or any type of crime or anything, you don't really hear much. Japan just really stays real silent and real low on the national global wide spectrum. So to hear this and it comes over to my neck of the woods to read about it i'm hoping that uh they get some resolve here now moving over into some news stories that came out over in america the first thing i want to talk about is barack obama uh barack somehow some way an old letter at least some passage of an old letter that he wrote to an ex-girlfriend when he was 21 has started to make his waves on the internet and the thing that comes out about it the most is Barack Obama talking about making love to men, but in his imagination, as it would state right here, in regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe that this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to penetrate the endless force or farce of earthly life. You see, I make love to men daily, but in imagination, Obama, then 21, wrote to his ex-girlfriend in November 1982, my mind is androgynous to a great extent and i hope to make it more so until i can think in terms of people not women as opposed to men but in returning to the body i see that i have been made a man and physically in life i chose to accept that contingency okay i don't know why on god's green this like started to make waves over here i understand as the former president i understand it's gonna make some type of dealing here but 
why would this, why? Why is this coming out now? That was the 80s, dog. People were on different type of time over there in the 80s. People were wearing different type of clothing that people are trying to bring back now, but put their own little mix and twist on it. And I don't understand why someone would want to bring this up or dredge this up from Obama's past. Again, Obama, the first black president. So anything Obama technically does or did do in his past is going to make some type of newsworthy content. However, I think that this one just should have stayed buried and dead because he has a wife and he has two daughters. What are we doing? You guys are trying to, I don't know, you're trying to make a stain on his uh, reputation. I don't know if you guys are just trying to make it look like Obama was finicky in his younger life. Again, the 80s, different times. You speak to your mom and dads about that or speak to someone that's older uh, representation and they could tell you what it was like in the 80s and how everybody moved around or you could just watch some movies that people depictate from the 80s you know they always get some type of uh at least some type of representation of what it was like in the 80s from someone and you at least could get the feel of what it was like but the 80s they were different bro they're different from it was now and people were able to do certain things that you just can't do now so for him to write that and Sending that off to his ex-girlfriend at the time. Okay. I don't understand why it made news this week, but it did. So hopefully, I don't know what to say about that. I just find that, uh, I my man must have been off something. But again, people had uh, different fluidity. The people were able to move around the way they could move around without internet and cell phones and all that type of crap. But, uh, yeah. How Obama will answer this, I don't know. I think Obama should make light about it if he does say anything about it. Or he could just ignore it. We'll just have to wait and see as uh, time will go. But if anybody has any type of like scandalous type news that you have from way back in the day, from the 70s, 80s, 60s, or even the 90s, leave that stuff dead and buried unless it's like somebody being racist and then you can kind of set the tone for how they've always been racist or sexist, like that type of stuff, you can bring that out. But if it has nothing to do with how the person is acting today, I think that certain things need to be left in the past and die. I think this is one uh, situation that should have just been left in the past and die, especially since it was such a private situation with Barack, like sending this out to his ex-girlfriend at the time. So again, we'll have to wait and see if Obama ever says anything about it. But if I was him, I probably wouldn't. Now, moving over to the next thing I want to talk about is Michael Orr. Michael Orr, if you don't know who he is, he's a uh, former NFL player, and he was the subject matter of the movie The Blind Side. The Blind Side was allegedly about Michael Orr's story from him, quote-unquote, being homeless, and he got adopted by a white family, and him doing all he could do, they prop him up to be the best version of himself to get into the NFL. You get with my drift here. Well, apparently that's not the case. Michael Orr, uh, he has come out and he has said that he was not adopted. Instead, they placed him on conservatorship according to a court filing that was filed on Monday. The lie of Michael's adoption is one upon with co-conservativeships Leah and Toei and Sean Toei have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward. 
The undersigned Michael Orr said the petition to terminate the conservatorship in Shelby County Court in Tennessee. Now, what does that all mean? Well, what is being stated is that the Toys negotiated a deal with 20th Century Fox that left Michael Orr without any payment for his rights to his name, likeness, and life story, while the Toey family received a contract price of $225,000 and 2.5% of the film's net proceeds. The film has grossed over $300 million. The petition says a $200,000 donation was also made to Leanne Toey's uh, charitable foundation. The petition has said that Michael Orr made no money off the film, which was released after he completed his college career and would not have affected his uh, NCAA eligibility. So that means my man could have got paid even when he was in college because it was a movie about his life. So he would have at least technically kind of been the first uh, student athlete that actually got money money instead of just being like dirt poor, at least the way the athletes are being paid or not being paid. Uh, according to the petition, Michael Orr does not recall signing the agreement for the rights to his life story. The document has a signature that appears to be his, but nobody ever presented this document to him with any explanation the filing would state. So what does that all mean? Basically, Michael Orr got gypped. He got robbed. He got robbed by the people that he thought that actually cared for him, that actually did give him some type of stability. He just basically got taken advantage of. That's basically what all this dials down to now this is all allegedly they gotta go through a court and all this type of stuff to even uh say if the toey family did this and what may have you but here's my deal with this i think that a lot of people have done this i think a lot of people are going to do this um you know people that have gotten people well adopted people just because of the money aspect uh, I'm not certain how this stuff went down with Michael Orr and the Toei people. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I think nobody that uh, would look at the Blind Side movie, see how the Blind Side movie was a pivotal picture of a white family helping out a black uh, individual in this time of need at the time. And you just see that camaraderie. You see the uh, built-in at least it seemed off of a movie. Remember, a movie is always uh, glamorized of the love that the family had for Michael Orr and Michael Orr had for the family. You would think that seeing this movie, okay, it will be this way because why not? But no, not everything's what it seems. Apparently, this is one of them. And the story of Michael Orr, it just was a lie. His uh, conservative parents or conservators gypped him he got no money and it's crazy how could you not give this uh man any money from his life story i mean yeah sure you guys were in the story it's literally 50 50 it's about his life and it's about you guys lives but why are you guys the only people making money and he didn't that makes no sense that's called being plum up greedy that is greedy at its finest at the top of his top. I don't like it. I hope Michael Orr gets what he can get from this. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if he can cancel out the conservatorship. We'll have to uh, stay on top of this. At least I know I will because this is one of those great stories that apparently is not a great story in the end. It was trash and it will continue to be trash until Michael Orr gets uh, what's rightfully his. At least money that should be his. So let this be a lesson for anybody that's 
out there that is in a bad state. If somebody ever wants to come up to you and try to help you out, take their helpful hand. But if they try to give you something to sign, look into it. Read it. Just say, hey, I'm going to read this. If they try to snatch away from you quickly, then that tells you they were never ever there for you uh, to do any good by you. They were just trying to grab something from you. But if they take allow you to take the time to read it, hey, that can at least say, guess what? They actually are trying to help you. But still, do your due diligence. Read the documents. Read the papers to make sure you know what's going on. And even if you don't know what's going on, take it to someone that will know what's going to go down in that paperwork. That's all I can say for this. So... Right now, I'll keep my eye out for the Michael Orr situation as more details are going to come out as this week comes to an end and more likely following weeks and months to uh, come about. So having said all that, it's time for the song of the week. But before I get to that, I just want to say I watched a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie with my sister. And that movie, it had a lot of hip hop music in it. And I thoroughly enjoyed that because... As I said on Sunday's episode, hip-hop just celebrated its 50th anniversary. And I think that if you want to embrace the culture of hip-hop, you probably want to watch a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Again, a lot of hip-hop, old uh, classic songs in there. And I think it was the perfect timing for it to drop, especially with hip-hop just having its 50th anniversary. I think that was strategic. I think that was great. And also having Ice Cube doing the voice of the quote-unquote big bad, uh, that was great for hip-hop representation too. But again, like the movie, hip-hop 50th anniversary happened last week. Perfect time for it to coincide. Good job on uh, the marketing and the team to uh, drop it at that time. Now, on to the song of the week this week. It is The Roots, What They Do. I listened to that, what, this past week. I just happened to flip through Series XM, and I just happened to pop up on it, and that was my first time I ever listened to it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I decided, why not have it uh, be the song of the week for this week? So, again, song of the week for this week, The Roots, What They Do. Just to hit 
Barry Live. I'm Black Thought, used to rap for sport. Now the rhyme saying rent pay and life support. I take it very seriously within this industry. It's various crews that try to touch me, but I come with the beautiful things and I'm blessed to track plushly around the world. Crowds love me from doing tours, recipient of applause from all of you and yours. Creator of original sounds that's in the stores you take home to absorb and sweat it out your pores. Now who can stop the music running through these veins? Infinitely go against the grain. That's why my motto is two. Excellent. 